Welcome to the We Talk Careers podcast, brought to you by Women in ETFs. This is Christine Delano, and I'm thrilled you've joined me. If you're pursuing excellence in your own career or intrigued by the hustle required for a career on Wall Street, this podcast is for you. We've made all this advice accessible. Grab your own Thrive Guide with a workbook on leadership skills at christinedelano.com. So put aside that massive to-do list and let's get inspired. We are kicking off a new season of We Talk Careers podcast. We are diving into the Wall Street careers, specifically in the exciting space of exchange-traded funds. We've seen unprecedented growth and innovation, and we are excited to unveil the careers that make that happen. Each episode will feature two guests that represent the same role at very different firms. We can't wait for what we'll learn. Today, we have Mo Sparks and Rob Jager joining us. They are the reason we have pulled together this season. Welcome, gentlemen. Great to have you. Hi. Thank you, Christine. So, Mo, let's start with you. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, so it's it's a pleasure, first and foremost. So, Mo Sparks, uh, I'm a director of exchange-traded products at the New York Stock Exchange. I'd say first and foremost, we'll start on the personal side. Um, I'm, I'm a married father of two, and so I have two young boys, uh, about now two and three quarters of a year, which is crazy. Can't believe he's almost three. And then I have a little guy who's 10 months old. Uh, and so oh. they are the most important thing to my own life. And then behind that, there's there's ETFs. And so uh, I'm excited to kind of share some of the perspectives that I have and kind of the, the places I've worked. So um, we start by just helping asset managers launch their ETF businesses with the New York Stock Exchange. And so it's a really exciting place to be as this industry continues to really grow and flourish. Wonderful. Thank you. And Rob, how about you? Hey, Christine. Thanks for having me today. Um, I'm Rob Jager. I'm a vice president at Track Insight, responsible for our North American business and our enterprise business unit, uh, where I work with banks, exchanges, and asset managers developing uh, custom ETF solutions to help support and grow their businesses. Similar to Mo, he and I actually both had our children around the same time. So I've got a three-year-old as of two days ago and a one-year-old girl as well, living out on Long Island, and uh, been uh, living in New York for most of my life, and now based on Long Island uh, as we grow our family here. Wow. Young fathers, that's fantastic. You know, good luck to you both. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It, you know, it's, it's, controlled, it's controlled chaos, so. Yes. So, Rob, we talked with Mo early on about what a season like this might look like in examining the various roles within the ETF space. Um, so maybe Mo, take us into it. You know, why was this important to you? Yeah. So I think Christine, I give you an immense amount of credit first and foremost for kind of coming up with this idea of bringing a level of transparency to the, the careers that kind of make up our ETF industry. I think, you know, many people see kind of the common faces out there on the circuits talking about ETFs, talking about ETF-related businesses. But there are so many people behind the scenes that make everything happen, right? And so when you brought this to us and we could start to figure out a way to partner, I think all three of us got really excited around, you know, the conversations that could be had and the journeys. I think that, you know, I'm very much a person who enjoys hearing individual stories. I mean, I, I still remember I started my career at Vanguard and, you know, part of that that process that was so fun was 
spending time just meeting really good people who would take time and share their perspectives, share what the journey looked like, discuss that nonlinear path that is a career. And so, you know, bringing that to other people, I think, is something now that's a passion of mine, you know, I think is sitting in the center of kind of the ETF ecosystem and ETFs. You know, we like to think of ourselves as connectors. And so there's just such good alignment with our day to day of helping to bring the stories together. So this is a season that I'm particularly excited about. I've enjoyed the ones you've had in the past and all the guests that you've continued to bring us. Um, But, you know, selfishly, I think this is the best yet to come. So thank you, Mo. What about you, Rob? Anything to add as to why we're we're launching this? Oh, absolutely. You know, I I think it's such an important topic in such a dynamic industry. The growth that um, the ETF market is seeing in the U.S. in particular has led to the growth of the way that these businesses operate. And I started in the business in 2005 at Goldman Sachs on the ETF trading desk. And back then, it it was a much different model. Um, You know, there was around 300 billion in AUM, about 250, 300 products. And, you know, from there, the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the roles that I've been in um, through my career uh, in and around DTFs, I've always been working similar to Mo with these asset managers in various functions, helping support them and their business initiatives. And in doing so, I learned so much more about their operations and, and about how they you know, define roles and responsibilities. And given that it's been so fluid and, and, and evolving, um, I just think it was a, it was a a great opportunity to bring some light uh, to the various functions. Um, and lastly, Mo said it perfectly, the nonlinear path of, of a career. Everybody has their own arc. And um, we oftentimes get in our head and think, hey, this is, this is how, the, you know, the path I need to follow. And if there's one thing I've learned recently in my life, there isn't any one path. And I think that that's where, you know, just having a good network of people sharing your stories, learning from others is just has been incredibly useful for me. And to be part of this made complete sense. Oh, I, I love to think of it that way. So my background is actually neuroscience. That's my undergrad degree. And then um, I was on the way to med school when I did two years with Teach for America and um, working with some engineering firms that helped me in my science classroom, I ended up going back to graduate school for engineering, which was completely not part of the plan. And then figured I would be an engineer, right? Because now I have a master's in engineering. And instead, you know, find my way into a broker dealer and in the world of finance and eventually into ETFs. And, And I just think, you know, so many people come to me and they say, you know, I want to break into this, but I don't have this, or I don't have this education, or I don't have this certification, or I haven't done this. And I just think, oh my goodness, you know, I think the world of ETFs with its growth has really allowed so many people with various backgrounds and skills to sort of find their place. And I think maybe one of my fears, which I'm hoping this series helps alleviate, is this idea that we're going to become very traditional in what people have to do to get where they need to be. And I think the power of the innovation that we've seen in ETFs is because we've pulled people from all these different places that think differently. So to me, that's one of my motivations for assuring that we've, we have this season. So I love that you guys both talked about that because I'm not sure that's something that we've, we've necessarily addressed before. So that's fantastic. 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think one thing that I would maybe add is, you know, I'm a kid from Montana, right? So I grew up in Montana, you know, have had the journey kind of across the country to, to South Carolina, and then I crawled into North Carolina, and then I've marched north into, you know, Philadelphia, New York City, and now actually I live in Providence, Rhode Island. And, you know, when I talk to others, I like to start with that because, you know, my family was a, my dad was a basketball coach. Uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And my dad then became an entrepreneur. And that shapes everything that I do day to day is I take the mindset that I kind of think I learned from my parents of just go try things, right? And I think that's so important as one starts their career and as they continue to move through their career. I think we'll talk a little bit more about that, but I think it's just worth kind of double clicking into, as you mentioned, your story of obviously coming from a very different educational background. I think it's also regionally so important to kind of think through that mindset and appreciate that as well. Absolutely. So Mo, how do these episodes fit into your overall quest at the New York Stock Exchange, you know, for education? So how does this all weave into what you're already doing? Yeah, I think it it fits really nicely. So, you know, many probably wouldn't appreciate from afar. Our focus is really twofold, right? We like to say we're the E and ETF. So first and foremost, we want to ensure that our exchange is, you know, the best place that an ETF can trade and list and that we've developed all the the right programs to uh, ensure that an individual investor goes out and purchases an ETF, that they get a fair price for that or an end allocator. And so that's that's one, right? And then two, where we actually spend an immense amount of time is just helping our clients tell their stories, educating on who they are, what perspectives they can bring to the marketplace, how their products may fit into an end allocator's portfolio. And as we took the big step backwards, really about two and a half years ago, we kind of came to this realization that, you know, as the exchange and as kind of a platform for listing, the thing that we can focus on more than anything else is just to ensure that the the industry continues to grow. And I often use this term, we want to ensure that the pie continues to grow. And that's what we want to invest in. And so to us, that's, we need to drive education. More people need to understand what ETFs are, the benefits associated with ETFs across this industry. I think a lot of us obviously recognize them, but I continue to be surprised as I have conversations with peers that are outside of our industry. And you mentioned that, you know, the, the acronym and they still don't know what it is. I mean, I've, I've heard the, the reference to the little T-Mobile commercial. I think it was early termination fees, right? And so some people still think of it in that lens. And that just gets to, yeah, we're 30 years into this journey. But there's so much more that needs to be done. And so if we can focus there, then I think that the whole industry continues to, to win and we benefit because of that. So, you know, it's obviously in many ways, as, as all things are self-fulfilling, but it's a thing that we can get behind and be really, really excited about. And so maybe the last thing I would kind of say along that same vein is we have partnered with Rob and the team at Trek Insight in one capacity to bring something called ETF Central to market, which is now a destination website for end allocators in ETFs. And so whether you're an individual that's self-directed or 
you're an RAA that's going out to go through the due diligence process, it's a resource that you can use, right? It's got things like intuitive screeners that are very basic. You can search terms, actually, like you'd go to Google, right, and return results on what ETFs kind of match those terms. And so I think that's a really powerful thing. And we combine that with two other elements. One is the, the perspectives of our clients. And so we create a lot of content from our broadcast media capabilities at the corner of wall and broad that we can put onto that site with various partners that we've established over the last number of years. And then the final thing is we were really excited earlier this year to kind of strike a, a partnership with the ETF Institute. And so I think many across our industry know someone like Nature AC for his ETF Prime podcast, a fellow podcaster, and the insights that, that he shares with the various clients across our industry. Um, but he had established this core curriculum for ETFs and had begun to build that kind of in the middle of COVID. And I was a, an observer of it, was really excited about what it could mean for our industry is education is so key to your question. And so uh, we brought that under our umbrella in, in end of March and the first quarter. And now we have something called the CETF designation, right? It's recognized by FINRA. Uh, you can go out and go to ETF Central to kind of learn more about what it entails. But it's a common place where everyone, whether you're a practitioner in our industry or you're an end allocator, you can start your journey to better understanding ETFs. Um, so that's, that's my tie it all together as we come to that moment. I think that's the important thing and a thing that we're also just very, very excited about. Thank you. And I'm excited about ETF Central and, and your just focus on growing this. This is, this is exciting. So Rob, what about your perspective from Tracks Insight? How, how does this all weave in as well? Well, uh, without repeating everything Mo said, because that, <laughs> that was precisely what brought us together uh, to build this partnership and launch ETF Central. So again, growing the pie, providing best-in-class tools and data and, and analytics so that uh, allocators and self-directed investors can easily sort through the myriad of products available today. And I think this t ties to something else um, that I think we've already, already touched on, which is just the entrepreneurial nature of this business, of the ETF industry. So the market is moving very fast. Just in the last year alone, I, I mean, the list of new products that have come out is staggering. So we've got to keep pace uh, with promoting, bringing the content and the data to the market to make sure that both the consumers of ETFs are empowered with the information they need to research, identify, and select ETFs, but also provide the capabilities to the issuers who are looking to build um, their brand, build and, and target their messaging at the right demographics. So we're just very excited, and especially with the um, initiative with the ETF Institute, because now there's a standard curriculum where you can get that FINRA designation. So it is a journey. It's been one that uh, started when we went live a year ago, and we have a lot of hard work uh, ahead of us. But with a clear mission, we are clear on our next steps. And part of it is um, participating in this relationship with you and, and, and the Careers Podcast, because again, we're all operating in the same industry, but doing such different things. So why don't we spend some time now educating ourselves around those functions? Um, so hope, hope, hope that addresses your question. Absolutely. And it just makes me think through, you know, a few weeks ago when we were talking about doing this and, you know, launching this season, 
you know, we went through and said, okay, we're going to have these first 12 episodes. You guys are the first just to even just scratch the surface of the mm-hmm. jobs that are available in ETFs. Like what do these careers look like and, and what do actually people do? And, you know, at first I was like, wow, you know, where do we even start finding guests? I, I'm sort of inundated with guests on the show often, but, you know, on a daily basis, there's a number of people that reach out to me, which is fantastic on different topics. But how would we pick two portfolio managers to talk about it? So we partnered with women in ETFs and other folks in the industry, and we had dozens and dozens of people submitted for these roles. And we were able to, you know, kind of come down to various people for each episode. So take us through what advice you might have for some of our guests coming up on the show. So from all that you've said about this role of education, the importance of keeping the entrepreneurial spirit, the importance of transparency of what this ETF marketplace looks like for end investors and for folks within the industry, but also we've got a number of folks, listeners and others that, you know, are just investors and and interested in the world of Wall Street. What advice do you have for our guests coming on in terms of the things that they should be sharing about their careers or or how to talk about it? I'm I'm happy to start. um, And, you know, Rob will come up with his unique things behind me. But I think first and foremost, I've seen the guests. They're phenomenal. So I'm not sure what to tell them other than (laughs) to just be honest and transparent, share their stories. Right? I think that's what everyone wants to hear. And that's why I appreciate this medium so much. I mean, I'm an avid podcast listener, very diverse with what I listen to. But it all comes down to I enjoy this medium because it's a place where I can come and relate to people and I can understand what that journey looks like. So share it uh, because people actually do care and want to learn. And I think what you're going to find is people are going to come behind and ask questions of you right, and want to get to know you more. And that's an opportunity to establish new connections and to me continue to just grow a stronger foundation of this entire ecosystem. That's what so much of this is about to me. I am eager to hear what others have to share such that I have a new point of conversation with them moving forward. I think there's a lot of individuals on the list that I've seen, I I engage with on a regular basis. There's some new faces, but I know in both places, I'm going to learn new things that are going to allow me to forge a relationship. They'll just be that much stronger on the personal level, but I also think professionally as well. Thank you. And Rob? Yeah, I would, I would just add one specific thing. I love the stories because as we spoke earlier, no path is, is the same. You know, Even if you and, and a friend share the same role at a different ETF issuer, let's say, the way you got there is probably much different. And oftentimes, there's two things that, that play into this, random events and relationships. And I want to hear about both of those. I want to know about people that have impacted you, people that have helped you, because frankly, that's that's what makes this industry special. I remember going to the Inside ETFs event, oh my gosh, uh, dating myself 18 years ago, 17 years ago, and it was small, you know, and, and, and now at, at the... Um, the predecessor to that event where you have thousands and thousands of people, you could just see how vibrant that is and how important the relationships are. So hearing those stories, understanding how that they've maybe faced and overcome adversity as well, because oftentimes, as, as we've said, it's not a straight path from point A to point B. And those are the things I'm most excited about uh, listening to on, on this series. 
That's great. I was thinking random events and I was just hearkening back. I, I don't even know why this came to my mind, but I remember one of the first things, first tasks I had working for a broker dealer. I was a consultant at the time coming from engineering, right? You know, so I wasn't even in the world of finance, but I was tasked to take things that were disc based to being online, right? And so we did a whole bunch of human computer interaction, human factors work to get to the point of like, what is the most important information that we need to present? And with a lot of fanfare, you know, it was like this first website that came out that was, you know, protected, but advisors could log in to get the information they needed. And, you know, so exciting. And one of the first comments I got was, the creator of this needs to be demoted to the mailroom. <laughs> this doesn't work for me. And I just thought, oh my goodness, you know, it's like, you know, before like social media was such a big thing where, you know, you've got your detractors, you got your attractors, you know, I get this like yeah. email and it CCs my CEO, you know, so it's not just to me, you know, it's like, so, you know, and he's like, what are we doing and why, you know, so anyway, I ended up having a conversation with my CEO where I was able to take him through where we were and what we were doing and why we thought this was a bigger trajectory on the design of information for financial advisors. And it was one of those random events where had that email not been sent, I wouldn't have had that audience, which wouldn't have propelled us into designing better for our financial advisors. And, you know, and it's funny because I met that advisor years later, you know, he was one of our, you know, biggest users, you know, loved everything we did, but change is hard, right? You know, that initial thing of like, you don't get access to this anymore. You need to use it this way. Those, those are difficult things to do when you're busy and having to make changes. But I just remember that as like that random event that, you know, had that email not come in, I wouldn't have gotten that, you know, opportunity to have audience. So, um, so I love that. So I definitely encourage our guests to to share those little moments um, that are inflection points in careers, for sure. So we have this great opportunity of having you both on this because you both have jobs that are rather unique in the industry as opposed to, you know, being an analyst or portfolio manager, head of ETFs, those those types of more known, I guess, titles within the industry that, you know, there's multiple people that can speak to it and can help with the trajectory. You guys are unique. So Rob, you want to take us through what a day in a life looks like for you? Sure. Well, a day in a life uh, for me starts with first opening up my inbox, seeing uh, emails from both my team. Uh, so again, just to take a step back, Track Insight is a, a global ETF data and analytics provider. And we've built on top of this global ETF database, a number of destination ETF websites around the world. My particular focus is on ETF Central and working with the US ecosystem uh, in the industry. So when I come into work in the morning, check my inbox, look at how our development team is doing on, on new releases for the website. Uh, I look at emails and, and analytics related to the performance of our product look at the pipeline of work that we are doing on behalf of issuers who are both uh, partners and sponsors of the platform. And then troubleshooting, of course, because with technology, I think we all know probably just logging onto a Zoom or a Teams meeting, you know, technology is imperfect. Uh, you know, I always have time in my day to problem solve when, when issues come up. And then lastly, you know, my, my job is somewhat entrepreneurial in nature, working with someone like Mo. We're really thinking about the future and what the market needs. We're always trying to be at least one or two steps ahead. And that, that's an important aspect 
uh, to kind of keeping a leadership position in the industry. So I have to oftentimes step back and do a lot of reading about what's happening in the industry because there's so much of it. So I'm on, you know, Vetify. I'm, I'm looking at, you know, all of the top sources of information in and around ETFs, just making sure I'm up to speed on what's going on. Because if you're not doing that and you don't do it for a couple of weeks, you wake up and you're like, wait, <laughs> what did I miss? So, um, you know, it's the operational side. It's the strategic side. Um, and then it's the the partnership side where I'm working with Mo and, and our and our clients. Thank you, Rob. What about you, Mo? What, what does a day in a life look like for Mo Sparks? I think like many, it, it starts on the phone. And it's just a question of if I'm talking into the phone or if I'm staring at the phone, right? Uh, that's where it, it all begins. <laughs> but no, for, for me, most days actually start. I, I'm one that believes very much in continuous learning. And so, you know, Rob references uh, looking at things that are happening across our industry. And I think I get in the neighborhood of five to seven daily newsletters that I just spend my first 15 to 20 minutes consuming. And it just gives me a good baseline for where everything's going. And it's not just across our industry. It's it's broader than that, right? It's it's the political landscape, what's happening. It's obviously what's happening across the capital markets more broadly, or economic things. And then, you know, I get into sports. I'm a, I'm a basketball fan. I'd reference, obviously, my dad being a basketball coach. And so uh, I often get, you know, two to three minutes looking at the ESPN app or something like that, just seeing what happened the previous day, because more than likely these days, I was in bed and asleep by nine or 930. Uh, so I'm starting my days early. Early, but uh, they end pretty early as well. But then as it pertains to, to the job itself, right, um, it is very diverse, right? I, I first and foremost, m my days are spent helping others. Uh, I think that I like to think is my role is really just answering questions. And those questions can come from a really large asset manager who has, you know, specific questions on maybe a trade that happened the previous day or, a regulatory change that could be happening or a news item that were out there to a question from a first-time issuer that's maybe an RAA or a wealth manager that's looking to wrap their own ETF and try to understand, well, what does this even mean? Who are the other people I need to be talking with, right? To questions from liquidity providers on, you know, the programs that we have and the incentives that we're creating for the broader ETF ecosystem to ensure that, that things are aligned to then the conversations I get to have with all those parties and Rob and a lot of what I also spend my time on is some of the more strategic items for our business. And so, yeah, core component is managing the relationships and answering the questions. But the other side is we've launched a, a website for ETF investors. We've invested in the CETF and the ETF Institute. We've created a lot of different channels for our, our clients to tell stories. And so it's thinking, what's the next thing that we can be doing? I often kind of describe it as my role is to find the white space in our industry. Uh, and that's what I really, really enjoy doing. Uh, I think it goes back to the comments I made earlier of coming from a family where it was very entrepreneurial. I think that I approach each day as an entrepreneur trying to figure out what's the next thing I can do not for today, but for tomorrow, right? And then if tomorrow is not always just actually tomorrow, it's like five years from now. Um, and I think that that's a really fun place to be. And that gets me really, really excited. 
Oh, that does sound exciting. Thank you, Mo. So as our loyal listeners know, beyond being an independent fund trustee and sitting on a few boards, I am also a writer. Um, So when we started this podcast over a year ago, I was sort of finishing up my Wall Street suspense manuscript and, you know, editing. And I knew my first step was to find a literary agent. Um, So I signed with one this summer which was really exciting because they're the gatekeepers of all things. Um, She is an amazing agent with the Steve Lobby agency and they only work with the big publishers. So that means that it might not be my first novel that gets signed, but you know, eventually we'll get there. And so it's exciting. We'll, We'll be going down on submission this fall and, you know, I simply love the space I worked in and I love the idea of trajectories and suspense and just sort of figuring out yourself. And so I love writing about it and reading about it. So I am a avid book reader and consumer of all other um, forms of communication as well. So my question to all of my guests is always, what is a current book you are reading? So Rob, let's start with you. I just received, uh, I had a pre-order on the Elon Musk book by Walter Isaacson. It is a, a classic Walter Isaacson book. It is long. So again, I have a one and three-year-old. So I start reading at night when, when they go to bed and 15 minutes later, I'm out. Uh, so I can't tell you how good it is, but I, I cracked the first chapter. Elon is a guy I followed from the early days. Uh, he's just an incredible innovator, very unique personality, um, extremely entertaining. And Walter Isaacson is an amazing biographer. So uh, it was an obvious choice for for me. Excellent. We're going to add that to our bookshelf for sure. Um, good job on the pre-orders. Those those make a lot of difference uh, to uh, to authors. So that's great. What about you, Mo? Well, first off, congratulations, obviously, on um, you know the personal accomplishment of getting an agent and making that kind of transition. That's really exciting and, and something that uh, you clearly feel uh, very passionate about, but you should also you know feel very accomplished around. Uh, I myself, I try to write. I'm not a peer writer. I think it's something that we all need to try to do more of. I tend to write things like commentary of what's happening across the industry than you know stories, but I think that that's a good place to start. But more specifically to your question, I'm going to go completely different direction than Rob. Yes, because of the two young kids, I don't have quite as much time. But the last book I actually picked up in a, in a digital form, naturally, was Oh Crap, Potty Training. Uh, and so uh, <laughs> is, is, uh, is, you know, someone who has the two young kids, we just went through the process of, of getting our, uh, our oldest potty trains. And he is, he is well on the journey, thankfully. And oh my, oh my, does it make a difference? I'm, I'm eager for that 10-month-old to, uh, to start going in a potty. Um, but that was the last one I actually read. But I am a podcast listener. And so, you know, I would share uh, one of the podcasts that I very much enjoy that I think is more aligned with, you know, probably the audience uh, is Invest Like the Best by Patrick O'Shaughnessy. I think Patrick does a phenomenal job of one, getting really strong guests, uh, but two, just providing transparency into our broader industry and all the individuals that are there. I just listened actually the other day to 
you know, a replay of, of a piece that he put together with a few different of his favorite guests, one of which is someone that I admire and, and Sam Hinkey, who that name may mean something to, to some people. For others, they're like, who's Sam Hinkey? Sam Hinkey was a, was a GM for the Philadelphia 76ers, well known for kind of tanking and, and changing some of the rules associated with how the NBA thinks about the incentive systems and the alignment. And now he's on his way. He's founded on a hedge fund, a private equity firm. Um, but I really appreciate the conversations that Patrick had. And, you know, one of the things that Sam shared that I thought was really good and is good for this forum as well is Sam is laser focused on people. And he shares this perspective of he wakes up every day trying to surround himself by better and better people. And he's almost like ruthless with who he spends time with. But I think it's a good reminder is you kind of go through your life and your career is so much your parents tell you early, like associate with the right individuals that are making you do the right things. And yeah, that, that matters when you're a teenager. Um, but it also matters when you're a young professional and you're starting that career journey and you're trying to figure out, you know, what is discipline in the workplace? What does that even mean? How do I go about the learning process, right? And finding the people who not only are your peers, but are a few steps ahead of you that are doing it the right way and learning from them. And then it, I think it applies to where all of us are now. Like it, it applies very much to me and, and who I, I tend to spend my days with. I'm trying to find people who are going to push me personally in new directions, but then also push the business in a new direction and allow us to create things that we didn't think we could create, right? ETF Central is a perfect example of that, of never thought we'd have a website, now we have a website. Um, so I think there's there's a lot of uh, good lessons in all the things that we consume. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Mo. That's such a great way to sort of end our show today and just thinking about those people closest to you, that you are a reflection of them. And I was just talking to my 16-year-old about this, that the friends that he keeps are a true reflection of who he is. And that does not stop, like you said, when you're a teenager. It is throughout your life. And if you're going to surround yourself with people who think differently and want more and do it ethically and with kindness, then that's who you will be as well. So um, uh, thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you both for spending your time with us today and um, kicking off this new season. I so appreciate both of you. Thank you for having us. Agreed. Likewise. Super excited for what's to come. Me too. Thank you. And thank you, our listeners, for spending your time with us hope this is not just information, but you let it be transformational in how you think about your career. I'm rooting for you. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a rating and a review. Your ratings and reviews tell Apple that this is a podcast worth listening to. And in turn, your reviews will help We Talk Careers get in front of more listeners looking to succeed, just like you. And while you're there, go ahead and hit that follow button because there's going to be another brand new episode and you don't want to miss it. Until then, keep thriving. Thank you for listening.